The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Are you ready to move from your good life to one that is amazing? Then you've tuned in to the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you the tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is amazing. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Good afternoon, everyone, and I'd like to welcome you to From Good to Amazing. You know, in Unity, we talk about all the time of how we can empower ourselves and how we can take our own ownership and our own health and in our own well-being. This afternoon with us is New York Times bestselling author, Deborah King, and I'm telling you, she is a woman of power. She is an individual that is full of great teachings and she teaches others to be empowered in her new best-selling book, Be Your Own Shaman. Welcome, Deborah. We're so delighted that you're here on the show with us. Oh, I'm so glad to be here, Temple. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Well, I just knew when I met you last year, I was just so moved and motivated, uh, first of all, of your ability to take the room. Because, you know, I teach speaking skills to ministers and leaders of various organizations and even people that are very successful in their lives. I mean, we're talking really uh, amazingly successful. They have difficulty with the power thing, you know, of taking the room and, and stepping into the space that they hold. And that's so impressive about you. And obviously, it reflects your life journey. Tell us about that. Well, and, and I'll have to stop and say, you know, it, it, it's de- definitely daunting. And I, um, I, I know um, I love to share my story of, um, if I could digress for a minute, my, my first public speaking experience, I was a young lawyer. I was maybe, maybe 23 and, you know, very wet behind the ears. Uh, and I signed on as a deputy attorney general um, and wanted wanted to get a good case right off the bat, so I tried a little too hard there and got a great case, and it went to the Supreme Court. And I'd never spoken anywhere. And mm. here I am standing in front of the Supreme Court, and I, I froze. I got the first two sentences out of my mouth, and then I'm told I turned and looked out the window for about five minutes. <laughs> it was definitely a startling experience. And so... Yeah. Yeah, but I, I want to assure all your listeners that um, they can turn anything around in their lives. If I could become a public speaker after that first experience, um, the sky's the limit on what anyone can do, truly. Well, you're a great 
absolutely a great public speaker. And uh, when you oh, walk into you. the room and you say, you know, that this is the day that your life can be healed, it's it's so powerful because you set that that precedent, you set that understanding within people, and you can you can feel that energy permeating in the audience because people in their consciousness go, well. She said, this is the day I'm going to heal. And so that's the place that you start, the platform that you're starting from. And it's it's very powerful. Now, was it some type of disease uh, like Myrtle Fillmore in Unity that had tuberculosis when she said, hey, I'm looking for a different way for my life? Uh, did you find yourself facing um, an illness or disease that, created an energy that brought you through the various healings that you now teach now? Oh, absolutely. I had cancer when I was in my early 20s, and it was such a, actually, a moment of grace. Of course, I didn't see it that way at the time. I was really startled and, and undone and frightened, and I, I just knew I didn't want the invasive surgery that was the, uh, you know, really the only prescribed remedy at the time. I was young, and I really wanted to keep all my organs, and so I stalled for time. I continued to consult with my physicians, and which I think is important, and I urge everyone to do, but I also sought out some alternative remedies, and wasn't long, Temple, before I had an amazing remission at the hands of a healer, and I was just so intrigued I really wanted to know what made the cancer come, what made the cancer leave, and, you know, was there some way to avoid cancer altogether, and, and, and how could I teach other people to do the same thing? And you, you found that through that remission that after you understood certain causations that created the cancer and the experiences that you had, did you have a lot of stress in your life at the time from being a lawyer? Oh, my God. Yeah, stress with a capital S. And, you know, I also had a lot of unresolved issues from childhood. I dealt with a lot of emotional and sexual abuse as a child, and I never wanted to address it. I was aware of it. It's not like I'd forgotten it. Um, You know, unlike so many of the people that I helped, um, I hadn't really repressed it, and it, you know, I had to I had to deal with it. I had to to you know come to some sort of resolution on it in my own mind and move on, and that had a lot to do, I know, with the remission. It's so incredible. Not too long ago, I I heard a speaker say that some that his father taught him when he was a little boy, if he would do the problem in front of him, and the one that was facing him right before him and he would walk through that, then more than likely it would point him in the direction of how he was supposed to spend the next chapters of his life. And that's so true about you because not only did it, you know, point you in the direction, you know, to be your own inner healer. I mean, that's what I love about the whole concept and about your book, Be Your Own Shaman, Heal Yourself and Others, is it's a it's a walk that you've actually it's it's the talk and the walk that you've actually done yourself. And so you understand and you know that the concepts work and help people move from good to amazing to really heal a lot of their issues. Now, um, to our listening audience, is that a lot of times people have an interesting response to the word heal. Now, in your case, it's been a good response because um, you have been on the New York best-selling list, I think they have difficulty keeping the book in. Isn't that true? I mean, you've just been selling a lot of books, right? 
I, I have, and but you know the subject that you're broaching there sounds to me is like the difference between healing versus curing, and there's always a lot of confusion about that. Good. Let's talk about that. Let's shine some light on that. I want to shine some light on that. And I also want to shine light on some people that say, oh, you know, what do I need to heal? I think everything's going okay. Um, Because the word healing can also mean revealing your magnificence, not just fixing something that, you know, appears to be wrong in the moment. So um, share with us the difference between uh, or the distinction with heal and cure. Well, you know, I've I've been working in this realm for about 30 years now, and I'm, I'm not sure I have any clear-cut answers to that, but I, I can sort of explore the gray area. What I've seen so many times happen is someone will have an amazing transformative experience that for them is a healing of perhaps of an underlying emotional condition, or they, you know, they, they just reach some point, some understanding that they always needed, but they may not be cured of a condition. Of, you know, of, a, of a related or uh, even unrelated physical condition. Mm-hmm. One of the most amazing experiences I ever had uh, as a young healer was with a woman who was 21 and had a, a stage 4 um, glioblastoma, which is a very virulent form of brain cancer. She had two little toddlers. It was a really, really difficult case, very hard to you know, work with her. And yet uh, when I was called in at the 11th hour, I could really sense that this woman had an amazing healing experience while I was there. I mean, you could tell she was just so transformed. And nevertheless, she died a few weeks later. So there really is a difference between healing and curing. And, again, I don't think there are any definitive answers. Um, I did a a soul retrieval on a woman uh, that I had been brought in at the 11th hour, and she had ovarian cancer. And it was so very interesting because as later I would tell her that I saw these images repeatedly of, um, it was like surgical rooms. And I said, you know, have you ever been to the hospital or, you know, prior to this, you know, because I saw them like years prior and stuff like that. And it was very interesting that she had had like 17 or 18 abortions and she had never told her husband. And she was carrying, you know, this energy oh my word. in her wow. body. What a, what could you, could you imagine? Yes. Can you imagine having to carry the depth of, of that secret? And um, uh, she did die, but yet there was something within her that that shifted along the way. Certainly not just because of me, but because of her inner awareness of the necessity to, to tell the truth. I mean, that's the whole thing. It's, we often say it's not just what is eating us, but it, you know, it, I mean, it's, it's what we have inside, you know, that's, that's working us that also affects us so, so much. Yeah, that's very, very true. Well, tell us some things about uh, your book, because uh, I know it has been um, a great selling book here at Unity Campus. Um, first of all, anybody that's interested in it, they can go to Amazon.com, or they can also go to um, DebraKingCenter.com on Deborah's 
website. You can also find out where she's going to be because I can tell you wherever she is, there's going to be lines of people waiting. <laughs> um, and also, uh, Deborah, you have your own radio show on Hay House. And that airs. Sure. When does it's that every, air? That's every Wednesday at 5 Eastern. Okay. And um, see, I think like an Easterner, even though I live on, on the West Coast part of the time, because I'm, I'm East more than I am West. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. You're going to be in Tampa in November at the I Can Do It conference. So those of I you am, that are listening today, you still have an opportunity to, uh, to buy a ticket and come to that. That's a, a profound yeah, no, I, experience. I hope everyone will come. Uh, Temple, that's um, on Saturday morning, I think around 1030, and it's going to be a, a really um, amazing um, workshop, I know. I can already sense that Tampa workshop coming. Yeah, I know how powerful it was the last time you were here. I think you were the last to leave, and um, and when I, I saw you, were about 40 people deep, and they were saying that it had pretty much been that way the entire time from the moment that, that you arrived. I just, uh, I really am grateful uh, to the work that you're doing. Obviously, you know that. I've told, told you that. Any way I could ever be behind you, because I just, I love the aspect of, of how you're empowering other people to understand that they can do this, uh, they can do their own work, and you're bringing in um, the medicine of ancient times, which um, I think is so is so evident that that's what people want now. Is there were so many things that we threw away that were just good medicine in all of our lives, and and you're bringing them back. So when somebody says to you, "How can I be my own shaman?" Uh, what what are some of the words of wisdom that you use with that? Well, the first thing I want them to know is think of a shaman in a very broad sense. So, you know, it could be someone, could be um, that little lady you see coming out of church on Sundays, you know, with the kind of blue hair. Don't, have, don't assume that you have to be carrying a rattle and dancing around a fire uh, to the beat of a drum. A shaman is someone who, first of all, has learned to address their own stuff and clear it, because if you really want to be guiding others, and that's what a shaman is, you have to have cleared all your own baggage first, because you can't have the clarity to see other people until you're clear. So that's really the path of the shaman, is to be constantly working on themselves and, um, and moving forward. We're all in a state of, hopefully, of dynamic change. You know, not, not a one of us is, um, is stuck or, or solid. We're, we're all moving forward in, you know, in a dynamic interplay with one another. Well, often people ask me, because I, I know they understand that I've studied shamanism for many years, and they ask me, and I'm talking about in other states and things like that, where do people go to find out more? Do you actually offer throughout the states uh, various workshops where people can learn and develop? Um, well, I, I, do. I, I do, Temple. I, I just came back from one a few days ago in Germany. Um, I'm doing one this coming weekend in uh, Pasadena. That's another big I Can Do It conference for Hay House. And then I'm going to jet over to your coast and, uh, the following weekend and be doing a more intimate workshop at Omega. You know, that's that wonderful campus in upstate New York that's so pastoral and retreat-like, and I'm sure the trees will be changing. I think it's yes. maybe the third yes. weekend in October. Then I'm heading down to Philadelphia, which is not that far from you. Um, and, and at that point, I've kind of, I kind of uh, can't recall what happens after that, but um, I know I'm on the East Coast quite a bit here in the next few weeks. 
So you you take people uh, through a, a training and an internship. Is that? I do. Uh-huh. That, that I do through my 21st Century Energy Medicine Program. And anyone who's interested in that can just swing over to my website, DebraKingCenter.com, and click on the uh, image of the woman, the beautiful gal running down the beach with the red banner. That's my 21st century uh, image. Um, and um, that's how we're all going to feel here real soon with that, that vibrant and full of life. She's, she's about four feet off the sand. Um, and that's where I teach people how to heal themselves. And in the process, they learn how to heal others. And, and that's that shamanic path again. Um, and the, the reason I'm, I'm so hot on people learning to heal others, it's the quickest way to heal yourself. It really is. It's just amazing. But you know that because that's what you're doing through your ministry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what you do every day. So here I'm preaching to the choir. You already know this. Well, you know, that's, I... when, we're, that's when we're happiest, too, is when we're helping other people. We're, we're, we're full of life and we feel good. We're happy. I have heard that a, a number of times when I've met, you know, healers that, that travel all over the world and they'll say, um, you have great energy, you do healing work, don't you? And I go, thank you for, you know, recognizing that. Uh, you're yeah, so yeah, right, no, because very, if you're running energy, if you're, if you're working energy through someone else, um, you are, as the person that is the uh, conduit or the catalyst, uh, absolutely, you are you are going to receive that. I mean, there's no other way that it that it can be, uh, but to go through you. So you do. You got the the great benefits of that for sure. It's pretty magical. Well, I'm Temple Hayes, and with me today is is Deborah King. Her website is DebraKingCenter.com, and I'm also happy to tell all of you out there in our listening audience that we now have the ability on Unity Online Radio uh, to be on mobile devices. So you can go to Unity.fm, and you can follow the uh, click on mobile listening and find out how to do this on your own uh, mobile phone. So we are excited about that, of continuing to spread these great messages. We'll be right back with the wisdom of Deborah King. If Unity Online Radio has helped you grow spiritually through programs like this one, please consider supporting this online radio programming. Visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for helping us continue to serve as the voice of an awakening world. Do you ask with childlike wonder, what is the nature of God? Who is Jesus? What is the Christ? How do we know what we know? When you ask these or other heart-centered questions about the non-physical, intangible aspects of life, you are, on some level, a student of metaphysics. New from Unity House and nearly five years in the making, Heart-Centered Metaphysics, a deeper look at Unity teachings, is now available. This is Paul Hasselbeck, author of this quintessential study guide. Enjoy a deeper exploration of universal spiritual principles and truths, whether you are just starting or have been seeking for years. Each thought-provoking chapter of Heart Center Metaphysics speaks to truth-seekers like you 
providing essential tools to help elevate your consciousness and create spiritual transformations in your outer life and circumstances. Order your copy today from the Unity Online Store at www.unity.org. Then click on Shop. Have you ever considered that everything you think and say is a prayer to the universe? Are you sending a positive or negative message? Join Rev. Beverly Molander and her guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how you can activate your own power of yes. Using affirmative prayer or positive intention can make a big difference in the way you think, feel, and live. If you want help moving from chaos to clarity in relationships, health, prosperity, or work, this is the place for you. We'll have some how-to suggestions about how you can say yes more often from this point forward. Talk with Beverly Molander and her guest live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern. Affirmative Prayer, activating the power of yes, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at amazing at unity.fm. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome back, everyone. I'm with Deborah King today, author of the best-selling book on the New York Times bestselling list, Be Your Own Shaman, Heal Yourself and Others with 21st Century Energy Medicine. Deborah, I know that when I've seen you and you are in front of crowds and lines of people are waiting on you literally and people coming to you and, and wanting you to run energy and work with their chakras, etc., you have an unwavering ability about you uh, not to tire. Uh, what are some of the suggestions that you would uh, recommend to you know, everyday people as to maybe we could look at the belief of what people believe about energy, but also what some of the daily routine that they can use to maintain their energy in a greater way. Well, good question. And and I have a lot of people ask me where I get this uh, fountain of energy from. And <laughs> it I'll is tell a you, fountain. Well, it, it's pretty simple. First of all, I meditate every day which is something I would never skip. It's, I think, far more effective generator of authentic energy, um, you know, certainly up there with sleep, maybe even more so than sleep. Is so that would probably be my... You, is there a certain way that you do it? Is it a walking meditation? Because uh, I can already hear people, you know, wanting to ask more questions uh-huh. about that intuitively, like, do they... Um, is, are there different ranges of meditation in which we do? There I think are, I'm, and I'm, I'm always telling people there's meditation and then there's meditation, and it really does matter what kind you're doing. Okay. So um, I, I've, over the years, I used to guide people to a meditation teacher in their area. You know, you tell me you were in, you know, in, in St. Petersburg. I'd try to find one up the street for you, and I've quit doing that. It's just gotten so much harder, and, um, you know, I just... Um, the sheer number of people contacting me. And so I finally, I was so disappointed in what people were being taught, I finally started teaching meditation again here, oh, I don't know, a year or two ago, Temple. And uh, if your listeners are interested in learning via um, 
you know, via um, a download, I come into your living room and you're on the couch and I'm on the screen and I'll teach you to meditate and I'll give you your own mantra, one that I've chosen for you that will, you know, resonate best for you. And so I'm big on mantra-based or seed sound-based meditations. I think they take people through the gap between their thoughts the best. So it's never that you turn your thoughts off altogether. That's usually most people's misconception is that there's a way to, to, to get to a field where there are no thoughts that's beyond the mind, beyond the thought level. And it's very uh, invigorating there, very refreshing. Um, there's all sorts of scientific studies that prove that meditation really does turn the clock back. It, what it does is it erases stress. And um, there's not enough good things I can say about it. So I, you know, I would urge um, everyone who's listening to either you know, get, get more regular with your meditation program or if you don't have one, by, you know, by all means, do take time to learn one. Because we know that, you know, we are bombarded with information all the time about people being tired, um, about people doing more than, you know, they can possibly handle, you know, and all those conversations. And in certain parts of the country, you know, when I visit or I go back home to, you know, where I grew up, there's all this languaging about already getting old. You know, I'm talking people in their 40s. And I go, getting oh old? You know, <laughs> Florida, you're considered Life, life hasn't older. even started. I don't even call yeah. people in Florida older uh-huh. when they're over 100, for goodness sakes, you know. <laughs> what are you talking about getting old? Uh-huh. And I I just always like to share with people that, yes, there's the aging, but I believe old is, is a choice uh, because there are so many things that we can do um, in loving our, our body temple and the way that you teach, uh, that you can have this life that exemplifies youthfulness. Right, exactly. And there's so many things, you know, as I said, there's, there's the meditation that inspires youthfulness and um, there's, 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 um, you know, the, the, the importance of food. I mean, let, let's not discount it. We, we really do need good nutrition and, you know, a somewhat clean diet or, or again, the, the body's a temple and, um, you know, it, it just has to be, has to be honored. Are you a, a vegetarian or do you uh, eat a certain way as far as your own program or recommend, let us, let me say, do you recommend your students eat a certain way? That's, I do. Uh, I, I believe it's very individual and that, you know, your needs are going to be completely different from someone else's. Um, you know, maybe, maybe what works best for one person is some good solid red meat and for another, wow, they should never go past fish. It's a very, very individual thing. And I, when I delve into that realm, I always use the Ayurvedic model, which I teach from. Um, you know, that what I do is I, I look at someone's psychophysiological type and, and discern, you know, what, what's going to work best for them, because what, what, they may not know. They may not have a sense of it. In your book... Help, help, them, help them out in that way. In, in your book, Be Your Own Shaman, are you also urging people to have their own uh, power animals? Have you found this effective with people as far as connecting with an archetype or um, something that kind of builds their power within their own being? 
I think that works for some people, not for everyone. Uh, and, and again, I very much work with individuals. I've not found anything that will work for everyone, except maybe you know meditation. That's the one tool that seems to work for just everyone. But other than that, Temple, I really feel that for some people, you know, what they need is a good dose of music, and somebody else may, maybe what they're not doing is spending enough time outside. So it really varies. Mm-hmm. I really like your approach to it being an individual process um, because uh, various people have such a wide range of, of interest and, um, and needs, you know, to right. be met. And, um, That's I know right. That- and, and, and not, only, not only that, but every body is different in each moment of time. So, you know, I might see someone in September and, and maybe they'll feel too hot to me and I'll need, they, they need cooling foods and cooling practices. They need to walk under the moonlight and then maybe they'll come see me at another workshop at Christmas and, you know, they'll, they'll be um, off balance in some other aspect of their body or psyche and need, need some help to readjust on a completely different level. You travel all over the world offering these, uh, methodologies, don't you? I do. It's just incredible to me um, how you're bringing all this to the forefront of mainstream. You know, um, I got a a loud and clear message when I was in my late 40s that that's what I was supposed to do, that I was supposed to take the work I was doing privately and take it public, and I was like, who, me? Are you kidding? <laughs> I'm such a <laughs> private person. But I understand. It's a Im- really important message, and um, I, I seem to you know, get it pretty, pretty clear, and I've been given all this energy, uh, so away I go, and I really do travel the globe. Um, it's pretty intense. Have you been surprised at just the avalanche of success that's been happening? Because it's just been pretty profound watching you, you know. <laughs> yeah, I have. And, and, and the, the calls I get from a variety of places are astonishing. So I had one day before yesterday from Egypt um, to speak there and one from South Africa. They're, 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 they're very unusual, very diverse places. One from Sri Lanka. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. That would be just going to be a great place for you to get your work into. That's for sure. I I, I think, but you know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I have to bear in mind there is a little bit of jet lag from these affairs. Yes. Uh, yeah. How do you deal with that? You do a fair amount of traveling, don't you? I do, um, and it's you know, like you're saying with the with the meditation, I usually uh, pack a rattle and a little small drum because that just helps me in my whole t- hotel room, you know, kind Excellent. of just um, wow. realign. That's, that, that, that's and, a super uh, idea. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I, um, it's real important for me when I can to find places that I can get outside, you know, in nature and kind of uh, right. ground myself again and, right. uh, and just, you know, make that, make that connection. Uh, the, uh-huh. the, sometimes the challenges are water, you know, having the right water supply and uh, the right food. It's its not always easy when you're traveling to be able to do, you know, those kind of things. Uh, but no, you have, to kind of, you have to kind of give up on that. Uh, the, the food thing, I just I sort of just toss in the towel when I'm on the road. 
especially if I'm in a in a foreign um, location. I just sort of you know do it when in, as in Rome. Yeah, because you do. You don't have to make lots of sacrifices from that from that uh-huh. period of time. Um, one of the things that I heard you talking about on on Lifetime Television and um, on the Balancing Act is you were talking about how it would be helpful if people could be aware of them attracting negative energy to them, and and what that looks like. Could you? talk a little bit about that because that was such a a good insight that I thought that you were offering when they were interviewing you that day. Well, we we attract, um, I won't say we attract, I would say there's negative energy out there and Mm -hmm. um, even without attracting it, sometimes it heads our way intentionally or otherwise, sent by someone. So we all have a shadow side and uh, when we're in our, acting from our shadow or negative side, we can send negative energy to somebody and not even be aware of it. Um, and so I always tell people there's that low-level energy. Uh, you know, I'm given a, such a scientific name, I call it slime. But it's pretty low. Yeah, it's pretty low-level. slime. Level. Yeah. And, and, you know, you've just had, a, you've had just a short encounter with someone at an 800 number, or you bump into them on the street, or you get an email from somebody, an email exchange that's negative. And then later that day, you say, you know what, I don't feel okay. Uh, I just feel off. Uh, maybe you've got a headache or maybe you, you know, want to go shop until you drop or just something that indicates to you that you're not uh, your balanced self. Chances are you've picked up a little bit of negative energy. And so what I recommend there, Temple, is that you take a bath. And the, the uh, ingredients for the bath are on my Facebook page. Uh, for anybody who's curious about how to take a clearing bath, just swing over to Deborah King on Facebook, and um, it, it's in the Be Your Own Shaman um, area. There's seven tips um, and, and other important ideas, but by the way, besides the bath, but that's the easy place to learn about it. And the ingredients are there, so when you can, they are. You, you right. take a bath, and then you will uh-huh. you will feel that you realign your energy, or you you cleanse. Well, you'll if. If you really were just slime by some low-level stuff, you'll clear it. Okay. And and if it's if it's chronic or it's deeper or it's something more severe like hoarding or or um, um, other levels of negativity that are higher, uh, you'll know because you won't feel okay after the bath. You'll next day you'll still feel off, and uh, that might require more assistance. There, I would I would turn you on to my book, Be Your Own Shaman and suggest you read the chapter in, on psychic attack. It's so true, though. You can just sometimes be in, you know, just the greatest frame of mind, and you've been balanced, and you meditated, and you've been eating well. So really no major changes in your life in the last, you know, 24 or 48 hours that are significant. And you can. You can be around somebody. I've had this happen in a in a meeting room, you know, where people oh, are bet. just coming together and they're gonna, you know, give their time to be on a committee or whatever or and and this energy comes in that, you know, someone's carrying and you just um I I had that happen to me not long ago and I, I just left that meeting and I was so 
agitated, you know, and it was just so odd because I was in such and had been uh, such a great place, and I just felt agitated and kind of, you know, cranky, snappy, and uh, I really had to go and kind of make an adjustment because it really affected me, you know, so, and I think if with what you're saying, and I think the value of the teaching of people, you know, moving from good to amazing is to be aware of it, you know, and because uh, I think that sometimes uh, we go from not being responsible enough to just being overly responsible for everything, and it is true that there are these outside influences um, and energies that, that are carried, and we are exposed to them, and they affect us. And it's, um, I like that premise that, you know, don't let spirituality replace common sense. Well, it is common sense that when you're around um, a lower vibration, it affects you. No kidding. It really does. And, you know, one of, one of the most dangerous places is meetings and parties and other places where we put, we have our guard down and we're not, you know, but when you're, when you're working, when you're in your zone, uh, you're much you're much safer, and therefore you're more uh, in tune with it and and the difference. That well, you're it, that you're, it's you're, you're safer because your energy field is more likely in congruence. Mm-hmm. Um, you 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 probably have some shielding up. You're you're less safe at someplace casual or unexpected, or with people that you you trust and you've got your guard down. And it's interesting sometimes when you're on a plane, you know, and mm-hmm. and someone comes and sits right in your aura field, yeah. and it, you oh, find yourself crazy. like huh? going, "Oh, oh my!" Uh-oh. You know, it just <laughs> you can feel it because they have you so close together. It's like your aura meets my aura, my aura meets your aura, <laughs> and it's not always. It doesn't feel like a a, a very good mix. Well, as always, there's always so many insights that we can get from Deborah King, and I would urge you to go on her website after our show today, thedebrakingcenter.com, or to see her tips on her Facebook page, Deborah King. I'm Temple Hayes, and we'll be right back with more information about being your own shaman, healing yourself and others. Thank you for joining us. Hi, my name is Lynn Twist. I'm the author of The Soul of Money. If you're struggling right now with a financial crisis, I recommend going to www.unityfm and listening to our course about the soul of money and how to handle this in a way that brings out the deep spirituality that's available at this time. You know, a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. Join author Lynn Twist for The Blessing of the Financial Crisis. You'll learn new techniques to use the current economic situation to redefine your relationship with money. It's available now for immediate download at unity.fm in the video download section.
What if everything on the big TV screen of life could be interpreted metaphysically? What do current events and popular culture signal back to the collective soul of nations and individuals? Join us every Friday for New World Radio. Bringing Unity's teachings to the issues of today. The Reverend Laura Barrett Bennett and her weekly guest Christopher Naughton take you on a holistic worldview journey with special guests, real issues, and your phone calls and comments. New World Radio with Reverend Laura Barrett Bennett. Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. We now return to From Good to Amazing with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Uh, can we walk out the door now? Uh, I'm low on juice, so I have to stay connected to her. So here we are, everyone, uh, with Deborah King uh, in Be Your Own Shaman, New York Times bestseller, uh, health and wellness author, and master healer. So, um, Deborah, um, thank you so much for being with us today. And we're talking about energy and, and how we are all impacted. Uh, we know the element of meditation is very effective and, and helps. Uh, what we put into our bodies helps as far as our, our, our food. Um, are there any other uh, hip, uh, tips from Deborah <laughs> that you would like to share with us uh, today, Deborah? You have so much wisdom. Um, well, you know, so- something else we, that we, we ought to cover because it's just so important and people don't realize it is journaling. It's just so available a tool, and I almost hate to give it such a fancy name, Temple, because I'm, I'm just really talking about jotting down your thoughts and taking, you know, five minutes maybe every night or during your lunch hour or something to really talk to yourself about how you really feel about what's going on in your life. And you don't pose, you don't fake it, you don't care about spell-checking it, you don't care how angry you sound or petty or jealous or because this is just you being real with you. It's so critical. I'm always urging people to do it. I think it's one of the best self-healing techniques out there. It's free. You can do it on your laptop. You can do it with pen and paper. It doesn't matter. But the key thing to know is it actually uh, processes our unconscious. And so you'll, you'll find yourself scribbling things you didn't even know you were feeling. And it's a great way to literally process your own emotions, which is the way to stay clear. That's that clarity we need that I was talking about a minute ago. And you go back and you read some of that material, and it, it's also profound to just read some of the wisdom that is within you, you know, because sometimes you'll go back and go, God, oh, I wrote that? <laughs> In addition to some of the awarenesses that you get from feelings and emotions, um, it can be just poetic, you know, and when, you're, when your soul is just freely expressing like that. Do you share with people to yeah. use online paper? Sure. Does that help to use online paper, you think, with free-flowing thoughts, or does it make a difference? I don't think it makes any difference at all. I know that, um, you know, I grew up in a little small town in the Carolinas, and we were taught it's not okay for little girls to be angry. Um, 
and I'm not, I'm way past the age to be blaming anyone, but, you know, for years, it, it was just such an adjustment to be okay expressing anger, and so I got a red notebook. Um, I found myself advising somebody to do this, and I thought, you know, uh, taking my own advice would be a really good thing, you know, and um, so I got a red notebook, and I was telling this was to someone the other day that there have been times that I would take a weekend and just sit with that red notebook and have this, uh, you know, rich relationship. And it just, wow, after that, you know, the beginning of the week, of the following week, I feel like so light and um, joyful and just like, wow, I left that luggage behind. That's, you know, that's a great story. I really like that. It, it makes a big difference. I, I, I think it does. And being committed to um, all the various emotions that that we have. Tell us yeah, a little. It's our, it's, our, it's our unacknowledged emotions, the ones that we don't address that make us sick. Yes. Totally. Wasn't, yeah. that, wasn't that the title of your first book, What You Hide Can Hurt You? That's right. That's the subtitle. That, that's my first book, Truth Heals, What You Hide Can Hurt You. And you found that right in a lot of your research and studies that people that were carrying these secrets and um, the issues that they thought no one knew about. You know, I, I've always said in unity that, you know, it, you can't hide the issues with your health. I mean, you just, I mean, eventually they're going to, you know, they're going to come out. You know, you can carry a big purse and claim to be prosperous, you know, or you can be with other people and appear to be happy. Uh, but eventually, um, your body is going to reveal what's, what's going on underneath. That's right. And it's, it's just, a, you know, it's a, it's a time bomb. And the longer we evade it, you know, the, the, the more it, the more it uh, sees. And, and, you know, it wasn't from any scientific research I did that I... I learned these truths. It was, first of all, from my own experiences, and then from working with thousands of people. That there's, I, you know, I, I know there's no doubt that it's our emotions that are unaddressed. It, it's okay to be jealous and angry and, and hurt and grieving and lost and have all those feelings. You just need to be in touch with them and, and let them run free. You know, in the, in the older days and in other cultures, we knew, for example that when the loved one died, that we might be grieving for months. But these days, hey, we have to button up and go to the funeral in a suit, uh, try to look good, don't want the mascara to run, and go back to work on Monday. And that's ludicrous. That, that's not a way to process grief. We have to be given an opportunity to actually express our emotions uh, in, in, you know, in appropriate ways, of course. But still, we need to express them. And journaling is one of the best ways to do it. It's so true. It's um, it's become like a drive-through society about the grieving process. I I find it you know fascinating of uh, how people hold it. That's another good book in the in the making. You know, right there. Uh, and also just how to treat people when they're they're grieving. Um, you met my partner. Her sister's husband. Actually, it's her ex-husband. Um, died unexpectedly a few weeks ago. And so when I would share with people, oh, you know, he died unexpectedly and we rushed to Rhode Island, you know, to be there for the family, you know, so many people said, well, isn't that her ex-husband? 
you know, uh, you know, it was her ex-husband. Like that really, you know, made a difference. I mean, they were together 27 years. So I stopped telling people that. I said, yeah, her husband died, you know, because it was just like, it was. They didn't get it. No, it was made so, it was so dismissed, like, well, oh, let me intellectualize this process and, Uh you know, and and make it not matter. And um, when you've been with somebody for a period of time, it it doesn't even matter what the label of the relationship is. You're close. And um, and you grieve. And, and, and and you you know, I'm always telling people, Temple, that relationships don't need to be okay with society. It only matters if they work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just, it, you know, it just simply doesn't matter. I was just helping a young woman the other day who and, and so we're talking about the the process that that we call grief and one of the things that I think is important for everyone to recognize is that you know, first and foremost, um, a lot of times when people around you uh, lose someone they love or an animal that they love, um, they are automatically in shock, and, and the body kind of naturally anesthetizes itself. And through that process of naturally anesthetizing oneself, um, I think that people, they f- they'll forget appointments, um, they... Um, they make they make appointments and they they don't remember them and I think it's just so important for you know people to understand that um, when somebody is close to you and they lose someone that they love naturally the body does these incredible things and so you find yourself forgetful um, you overbook or double book and but it's or, important or be or be very irritable. Yes, and be very yeah. Irritable. That's a that's a that's a pretty normal response, really, with with grief. I had that happen uh, when my father died. I was um, employed um, at an organization, and you know, was uh, I was making them a significant amount of money, um, but they were just so uncaring uh, for me during that time when my father died unexpectedly that. Um, I left. I went, I'm not, uh, giving, I'm not giving my time to this kind of place right. because... Um, yeah, you don't, you don't need those kind of people. No, you don't need mm-hmm. people like that in your life that aren't honoring you and your own process. And I think the right. thing that, that you're doing that's so valuable and, and a key thing, I think, for people to, that are listening is to understand that all of us, it's up to us to teach people how to treat us. No one's uh-huh. been given a book, you know. Um, right, there are no, there are no pre-printed instructions. <laughs> there's no pre-printed <laughs> instructions. And you just uh-huh. really have to teach people how to, how to treat you. Mm-hmm. And I read uh-huh. somewhere the other day the statement that says, if, it, if, it, if you do it to me once, then okay, it's your fault. But after that... It's my responsibility. It's my fault. That's right. Oh. That, that, that is a really good point. And it's important. Yeah, that's, that's one of people's biggest biggest issues is learning how to set boundaries, and that's what so many people come to my workshops to learn. Um, you know that they're they're letting they're essentially getting run over in the third chakra, which is our personal power center. Um, and uh, you know, it just takes takes some. Sometimes it just takes being shown a little bit how not to have that happen. 
and then to practice it out, right? I mean, do you have right. a, a method in your workshops that you teach um, your students and your attendees of, you know, a way to clear and then a way to stay committed to the process? Because it it's, yes. Yes. it takes time to um, to change a, a habit. Yeah, I'm starting a new program here in a month. It's, it's a coaching program, and I'm, the main thing I'm going to be teaching people is, uh, a form of unbending intent because what I find most most people's problem is is not being able to carry out what they want. They, 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 they have a hunch what they want. Most people know what they want, but they just don't know how to get from point A to point B. And that, I think that's the main going to be the main focus of my coaching program is to really give them those tools so that they arrive at the other side fully empowered and able to manifest what they're, what they're hoping for. It is so true. Um, it's that follow through, isn't it? it it's mm-hmm. one thing it to have the, most people to are have the passion, yeah, or to have the desire and um, uh-huh. lots of desire, but not enough follow through. And I think sometimes that <clears throat> I was telling them the other Sunday about how I somewhat resisted working with a trainer you know, and working out at the level that he's doing it because it's pretty intense. And I was telling them how, you know, this particular day I was doing push-ups and kind of just moaning and groaning, you know, in, in the back, in the, my backyard. And an ant came right in front of me, this beautiful uh, little ant, and started doing almost like the push-up to mirror me. <laughs> and I said, you know, that, that, that ant is reminding me of, you know, the, uh-huh. the, crawling, the crawling creatures from the south. And, um, and just reminding me that, you know, sometimes we go through these times where we feel like we're crawling. We really do. Um, because when we first learned to walk, we crawled a lot. And we, we tend to forget that as adults, that we have to be willing Aww. to, um, you know, go through some processes to get the results that that we want. So I'm glad that you're Aww. really teaching people that, that it, it's not always instant gratification. Oh, far from it, huh? You have to yeah, be well, really we, willing we, we to know, We know stay. that. There's a long way of... of, of uh, of where you just have to, to be um, relentless. Yes. Really. It's a wonderful thing to teach people. And being committed it's one of my, to one yourself. Of my favorite, yeah, it's one of my favorite subjects. It's the being committed to yourself, right? Right. Yeah. Well, I want to remind everybody again about uh, going to the website, DebraKingCenter.com. And also you can follow uh, Deborah King on her Facebook page. She has lots of events coming up. And you definitely want to read her book. It's excellent. Be Your Own Shaman. Heal Yourself and Others with 21st Century Energy Medicine. Again, Deborah, I want to thank you for the work that you're doing out in the world. And those of you that are listening today, you can also remind others, because we've had a lot of interest on Unity Online Radio, that you can go on to Unity FM. And you can click on mobile listening, and now you can have this process on your telephone. How fortunate we are to live in today's times. Deborah King, thank you for making a difference with today's times, and thank you for the great teaching Thanks that so you're doing Thanks so much, Temple. What, what a world. delightful to be on. Great to be on with you. You're a blessing. Keep up the great work, girl. Thank you.
All right. Thank you for tuning in to From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Monday at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern for more tools to move your life from good to amazing. This program is brought to you in part by Temple Hayes Ministries Online at www.templehays.org and First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. Online at www.unitycampus.org. Is there a difference between the spiritual teachings you know and how you live your life? Does your day-to-day experience reflect what you truly value? Join Janice Campbell, licensed Unity teacher, author, and coach for weekly inspiration on ways to identify and dissolve the limiting beliefs that prevent you from living the fullest expression of what you are. Talk with Janice live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central on Receive Your Life, where your purpose is your prosperity. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. Consider these inspirational thoughts from the Quest for Prayer from Unity House Books. Holding a special, loving thought for other people benefits us as much as it benefits them. In fact, in some ways, even more so. Consider, for example, what happens when you wash your car with a hose. What gets clean first? The inside of the hose, of course, because the water must rush through the hose before it can clean the car. So it is when we hold loving thoughts for someone. As those loving thoughts rush through us, they bless us first. It is a win-win situation. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Sure, you say you love yourself, but do you really? When was the last time you were in an intimate conversation with someone and paused because there was something you could not reveal? Let's Get Naked with Reverend Heidi Alfrey is an invitation to explore and remove the blocks that keep us from emotional freedom. Listen to Heidi and her revealing guests as they embrace the power of spiritual nakedness as a guaranteed way to live an authentic and transparent life. Expose yourself to your greatness on Mondays at 3 p.m. Central Time. Let's get naked. No dress code required. 
Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You gotta get rid of your butt. It's bigger than it would appear. It hinders your forward movement when you keep bringing up the rear. Do you feel undervalued, disconnected, or simply overwhelmed at work or in your business? Are you trying to attract what you need but are desperately worried about cash flow? What if the problems you're experiencing aren't problems at all, but warning signals, clues to redirect? What if those clues are being obscured by your blind spots, the things you can't see that are keeping you from accomplishing your goals? Find out how you can move step-by-step beyond your blind spots each week here with Karin Pettigrew, Wednesday mornings at 9 Central Time on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. My name is Nadia Dela Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.